This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This week on The Breakup Breakdown. This was my best friend of over 15 years. She had made a couple of comments about how attractive my brother-in-law was, who is very much still married to my sister. She pretty much admittedly said she knew it was going to cause a huge problem between she and I. Okay, can we not do this? Oh, we're doing it this week, and we are breaking down a really sticky friendship situation. But this episode has, like, multiple breakups in it. This might be a new record for us. Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, real quick, I want to let you know about something I want to do for next week's breakdown bonus episode. I'd like to consider this podcast to be like the Taylor Swift breakup song of podcasts. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? And so since Taylor Swift's album drops at midnight next Thursday, I would really like to do a fun thing with you where if you have a Taylor Swift breakup song that just really resonates with a breakup that you went through or a friendship breakup that you experienced, basically tell me the story of why you relate to a certain Taylor Swift breakup song. You can DM the breakup breakdown podcast podcast on Instagram, or if you're listening to this on Spotify, scroll down to the Q&A section. There'll be a little part where you can write down the song and why you relate to it, or you can also leave an audio message. And I think I can play them on the breakdown bonus episode for next week. So that should be really fun. Also to get the announcements out of the way, always appreciate positive reviews if you feel like leaving them. And if there's a part of the interview you want to jump to, you can check the timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. I am here with co-worker Justin. Yeah. Maybe one one of these days I'll upgrade you to co-host Justin. Co-host Justin. <laughs> we'll go from co-worker to co-host. <laughs> so I'm getting the sense that this might be two breakups in one story and might even include our first friendship breakup. I know we've been waiting for one. I think this is finally it. And so I'm so excited to share it with you. Before we get into everything, I want to let you know what domestic violence shelter we are supporting this week. This week, we are going to Chicago, Illinois and supporting the Family Rescue, where they are committed to eliminating domestic violence by assisting victims and their children children through comprehensive programming and obviously their shelter. I have a donation link in this episode description so you can support them and also learn how you can help out Family Rescue if you live in the Chicago area. Also, like we talked about last week, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So this episode photo has been changed to a shade of purple, which purple is the color for domestic violence awareness. And the phone number that's under the logo is the domestic violence hotline. I'm going to keep it up till the end of the month to help spread awareness. Okay, so let's get into the submission. I'm back with another interesting submission and I'll tell you why because this might be our first friendship breakup okay we have never had a friendship breakup and this might be the first so let me let me get into the submission sometimes friendship breakups can hurt more than actual breakups yo i could pop off all day about friendship breakups oh, i don't really tea. I, <laughs> Some I, don't, tweet. I don't have a lot of boy drama but i do have a lot of friendship drama well. anyway here's the submission it says hey abby i've got a bit of a two for one submission for you we love a two for you could honestly get so many different sides to the situation so i'll just let you take 
take it from here. There's this girl I know. Let's call her Stacy, who has been best, best friends with this chick for literally decades. A couple weeks ago, someone sent me a photo of the best friend coupled up with Stacy's sister's husband. It didn't click with me at first because they've always been close. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is just like a friend situation. They're just like, you know, buddy, buddy. But apparently that is not the case. Both the best friend and Stacy's sister were married. So I'm just like confused as to what's going on. Is Stacy still friends with this girl? Did they all get divorced and swap relationships? Is it a polyamorous situation? I need help. (laughs) And you know what, Submitter? We are here to help. Uh, That's a tough one to be friends with. Like if you're switching people around in a friendship, I would imagine that makes it tough on the friendship to continue going. Yeah, this is sort of like the episode that everybody was losing their minds over earlier this season. The one where it was the thruple from hell. Mm. It was kind of a similar situation. Are we about to have another thruple (laughs) episode? Season two, two thruples. Listen, that's the motto, right? If you can, get a thruple. Is that that what her motto is? That's the motto, I guess. Listen to the breakup breakdown, where if you can get a thruple, we want to hear about it. (laughs) So my speculation here, you know what? Instead of my speculation, I want to tell you what I want to happen. Okay. We need like a nice, happy episode. Okay. We need a nice, happy episode. So I'm kind of hoping this is like a situation where like Stacy's sister switched husbands with the best friend's husband. Like maybe they just all realized they were each other's soulmates. Dude, I don't know. It's like, sure. But even so, like- Justin's like, keep hoping. Sure. But like the problem is if you're the sister and obviously friends with the friend, you're now put in a weird situation because family is supposed to come before friends. But if the sister was the one that is clearly in the wrong, you kind of have to defend your, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's why I think it's going to be such like an interesting interview because it's like, okay, well, what happened? Because that's going to determine how Stacy handles this situation. I'll always try to play devil's advocate in most situations. Like when, when, (laughs) when my wife comes home from work and Mm. she's mad at somebody because they did something at work. I'm like, all right, well, see from their perspective, maybe they did this and that. And it never ends well for me when I do that. In this situation, I'm trying to be like, if you're the friend stuck in the middle of this, how do you even approach any of it? I don't know. I think you sit back and you just let them figure it out. Justin, shouldn't you be into the husband game long enough to know that (laughs) when your wife comes to you with an issue, you just got to listen, you listen, you smile, you nod and you say, oh my gosh, you're so right. I'm like a fixer. Like I try to think of ways to fix things. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times when people want to complain or vent, that is not the case. They don't want (laughs) fixing solutions. They just want to. I know. So this episode has the potential to really dive into female relationship dynamics. Mm -hmm. Like how do you handle when your best friend is in the wrong? And I will say I have recently been in a situation where I have kind of had to like serve some really hard truth to one of my pals. I'm kind of like, you gotta do this. It's It's the right thing. But I feel bad because at the same time, like your friends are coming to you and they just want comfort sometimes. They want comfort sometimes. And sometimes providing that is the best scenario for that thing. But other times maybe being a little more harsh is the way to go about it. I know this isn't like the same relationship as if somebody's not like an addiction thing Mm. or something, but like sometimes being tough on them in that scenario is also the way to go. You never know until afterwards if that was the right way to do it based off the person's reaction. Well, if a marriage is on the line and Stacey's bestie is coming to her and being like, hey, I'm like really (laughs) into this dude. Like, let's just say that that's what's going to go down. If I'm Stacey, you don't just get to be the comforting friend. Oh, well, you know. Like, no, you got to be like, hello. Yeah, like, wait, (laughs) hold up. You you got married. You have a ring on. Like, you figured this out. Like, what the hell? Yeah. We are going to figure out what happened and break down this week's breakup because I've got Stacey on the line. Let's go. (laughs) 
This was my best friend of over 15 years. We met in middle school. We were, I mean, best friends. Went through everything together as far as growing pains of being children into young adulthood. She was there when I had my first son and vice versa. I was there when she had a baby and was like in the room, caught the baby there with her and her husband. We were very much best friends and talked every single day, multiple times a day, saw each other at least once or twice a week. And so the other person involved, which is my brother-in-law, who I was also very, very, very close to, was probably the reason I even had a relationship with my sister. We were just very close and he and my sister had been together for 10 years or whatever it was at that time. My sister, who has struggled with mental illness since I can remember, had her second baby and then started experiencing some really severe postpartum depression that cycled into essentially not a schizophrenic break, but there's a side of bipolar that she has that can result in something called schizoaffective disorder, where you just kind of lose track of who you are, where you are, what's real and what's not. I don't know who's ever gone through it, but it's painful. My sister starts experiencing some psychotic episodes and her husband came to me and essentially said, I love your sister, but I have to raise these kids. I can't be doing this with the behaviors that she's exhibiting. My family was understanding of that and we're all very, very close. And so we were all very understanding of that. And we're kind of on the same page of like, okay, maybe let's take a breather and kind of get my sister back on the right track and see where it goes. And I knew he was probably leaning toward wanting to divorce her. And I was accepting of that because seeing the disease and how it unfolds, it's not fun. I'm going through all of this and obviously confiding in my best friend, everything that's going on with my family and, you know, keeping her updated on my sister. I started to kind of have, I don't want to say resenting feelings, but I was definitely questioning the support because whenever she asked about my sister, it was pretty much always like kind of a negative nature. And it almost seemed like she was not very upset that my sister was doing poorly, which always kind of struck me like that's interesting. She had made a couple of comments about how attractive my brother-in-law was and that she was really attracted to him and what a loss for my sister. I'm going to call him Seth, by the way. But I was kind of always like, that's weird that you are like openly admitting that you're sexually attracted to my brother-in-law, who's very much still married to my sister. And she was very much married at the time as well. Well, also just making this entire tragic situation, instead of checking in with you about how are you doing? How's your sister doing? Making it about like, what's going on with the brother? Right. And so it would always be like, you know, I would tell her something my sister had done and it was always met with this kind of like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Like she's just effing up, you know, like it was always very critical. It wasn't supportive. So there was really kind of the lacking of both physical support in terms of like, she seemed very much more interested in what all of her other friends were doing. And I don't falter for that. I wasn't expecting anything, but it was just like not the type of support that I was necessarily expecting from her. And then when the comments started, I was really like, okay, can we not do this? At the end of the month, we went out one night and then we went back to one of her coworker friend's houses who has a pool. And we got in the pool and she had been drinking and was like, call Seth and tell Seth to come here. I'm just so, he's so hot. Yelling this to all of her friends, you should call him and blah, blah, blah. And I was sober at the time and was like, "Mm, this is really upsetting to me. This is not going to work for me. So I ended up leaving. I gave myself 24 hours to really collect my thoughts of how 
I felt about it because I knew I wanted to say something to her. And so we talked on the phone maybe the next day and I was like, hey, I am upset at some of the comments you made. It just doesn't sit well with me. Like my family's literally in peril. It's a little bit odd to me that you are so hyper fixated on what my brother-in-law is up to. It just doesn't sit well with me aside from the fact that you're still married and they were having some marital issues that I'm obviously not going to get into. We kind of came to an agreement. So I thought that that was not going to happen anymore because I'm like, please do not disrupt our world like that. And also bear in mind, she had kind of a turbulent childhood. So there were times where like she lived with my family and my parents have always treated her like a third daughter, you know, and never forgotten her for anything. And we're very much there for her too. And I was like, please do not do this to my family. Not, I feel like I shouldn't even really have to be explaining this, but obviously I do like, it's not funny. It's not cute. Please stop. She agreed and was like, yes, I know it's inappropriate. I'm just like lost in my marriage and I'm unhappy and I'm confused and all of these things. And I was like, I'm sympathetic of that. I've been through that before. However, like I have to set a boundary here. Like that cannot happen. Then I called him and I was like, Hey, this is on my radar. I'm going to tell you right now. Like, I don't know what your feelings are about this, but like that would just really break my heart. I know it would upset my family. And like, it seems really strange. So like, where is your head at on this? And he was like, well, I didn't really know she was interested in me like that. We've messaged back and forth on Instagram a little bit. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You know? And he's like, but I totally agree with you. I'll nip it in the bud and I'll let her know it's inappropriate. You know, we can't go that route. And so I'm like, perfect. Thank you. So to my knowledge, they'd had a conversation that they were going to be friends due to the fact that they felt like they were going through a similar circumstance in their relationships and both had young children and, you know, whatever. And I had kind of agreed to be okay with that. And then it turned into them having playdates with the kids, which I was kind of like, this is interesting, but also what am I going to do? I can't do much about it. So she'd brought up to me one more time and I was going through an absolutely horrendous breakup, which is like a song for another time. So I was really hurting and kind of leaning on her and she'd brought up to me one more time like, hey, I think I'm really interested in Seth. I just can't help but feel like there's a connection there. I just have to get that out. I tried to be understanding in the moment and I was like, look, I get that you are going through a lot and this might seem like a great avenue out of where you're currently at, but I have to be honest with you. I know both of you very well. You're both my best friends and I'm not just saying this because I don't agree with it, but you guys are not a match. I've known you forever enough to know what your faults are. I'm being honest with you. This isn't a match. And even if, you know, we were 10 years down the road and you're both divorced and everyone's okay with it, maybe it's a different story then, but like you're both still very much married. I'm kind of relying on you and I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be okay with it. And also where is his head at on this? You know, is this just a storyline you're creating in your head or what's actually going on? At the time, my sister had gone to another treatment facility that was out of state. And so I'm helping her husband with kids and moral support. Like we're talking on the phone minimum twice a day just to check in and kind of coordinate everything. And so he'd never mentioned any of it to me. So I kind of thought in the back of my mind, like, is this something she's kind of romanticizing? The holidays approach, we were getting ready to go to the bigger city in the state that we live in. We always went on the same trip the first weekend of December, went to this city and stayed in a nice hotel and did Christmas shopping and whatever. So I'm really looking forward to that. And so we had just been texting about 
about what hotel we wanted to stay at that morning. And then I get a text from her on my lunch hour that just says, hey, I need to let you know that Seth and I are together and I really want to see where this goes. And I just feel like I need to be honest with you about it. Keep in mind, I'd seen her the day before. Didn't mention it at all. My knee jerk reaction was I sent her this text that was basically like, well, good luck then. I've already given you my opinion. I've already told you where I stand. If you really feel like that, have at it, girl. I can't be involved in this. And at the time, my brother-in-law was also out of the state. He'd taken the kids to Disneyland and I was in charge of feeding his cats. I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave these cats high and dry, you know, having the moral dilemma. Because in my mind, I'm fuming. I don't think I've ever been that mad in my life. And so I go feed these cats and then I send him a screenshot of her text to me and my text back. I said, we'll call her Summer. Hopefully Summer can take it from here. I'm done. Take care kind of thing. He wrote me back and he said, thank you. If you'd like to have a conversation, let me know. And I'm like, what? I mean, it just sent me into a tailspin because I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I have answered every single tearful phone call. I've watched your kids at times for weeks on end between my mom and I. I've held you with every possible thing I can to ensure that you're not going through this with your wife, who's my sister, alone. I can't even believe that that was your answer. You weren't even remotely concerned that my feelings may have been hurt. That's insane. <laughs> he sent me that text back and I wrote back, shouldn't have done this, but I wrote back from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. You know what's really awkward? Talking about sex on an ad read you know your family's listening to. But you know what's even more awkward? Having bad sex. And you know what? If you want to start having better sex immediately, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and you can get free shipping, which includes rush processing so you can start having that better sex ASAP. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free sex kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you will both enjoy. Better sex is just a click away. That's 50% off one item, a three item sex kit, six free movies, free shipping with rush processing, and free shipping with rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com, select any one item, and enter offer code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use this code. That's code Abby. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is what I've been talking about in therapy recently. Sometimes it just feels like there are just simply not enough hours in the day. And if you had one more hour to do something for you, what would you do? Your knee-jerk reaction like me would be to do something somewhat productive. You probably need therapy, also like me. I spend a lot of time shoving my emotions and feelings down because honestly, I don't like feeling uncomfortable with all those negative emotions. And therapy has been a helpful tool for me to stop doing that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash B-U-B-D to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash B-U-B-D to get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash B-U-B-D. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And he wrote back, fuck you too, in my name. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're talking about a man like we called each other brother and sister. We truly had become siblings. We're completely kind of reliant upon each other at the time. And so I was like, wow, okay, sounds good. That's when I the fire really kind of ignited. And so I tried to call her, didn't pick up. And so I texted her and I was like, I really need to speak with you. Like, can you please call me back? And she texts me back out to dinner. I'll call you soon. And I'm like, dude, I am like absolutely beside myself and you're out at dinner. So that was my first indication that she didn't give a shit what had just happened. She finally calls me back and I pick up and I'm like, hi. And she's like, hey, what's up? What's up? So I just kind of immediately started laying into her. And I was like, so you've obviously been lying to me for months. I've had your back endlessly for years. You've been lying to my face after I set a clear boundary with you. What are you thinking? You can't possibly think this is going to go well, or this is going to be well received. I just have to know what your thought process is because I'm not understanding what's going on. I got on the phone with her and it was like, I didn't even recognize the person that was on the other end. She just starts launching into this explanation of, well, you know, like I tried to tell myself there wasn't anything there and I tried to stop myself and this was a really hard decision and I've tried to put myself in your place. But like she kept saying, I just feel it in my bones. You mean his bones? Okay. (laughs) I'm like, you've got to be absolutely shitting me. So when she texted you to be like, hey, we're in a relationship, how long were they together at that point? Like, how long do you think they had been going at it? My best guess, I think it had already been probably two months. Wow. So they kept it from you for two months. And then we're just like, hey, this is just how it's going to be. That's Mm -hmm. a pretty big gamble, like to put a decade long friendship on the line. And also just the fact that they're both still married. Like, that's the part that's, I mean, I get that both relationships are somewhat coming to an end, but it's not just like, hey, we're two single people on the prowl just getting together. Neither party had filed for divorce. It wasn't even spoken in certain terms that either party was getting divorced. So at this point, these are just two married people just decided to be together. So she had asked that her husband not live in the house that they just bought together. So he'd gotten an apartment. They were doing kind of what she made sound like a trial separation and we're going to try some counseling and some different things. Neither marriage was, you know, perfect at the time to any person involved, but they were very much still married. Kind of to get back to that phone call, she had tried to explain herself a little bit and I was just not biting on anything. I'm like, this doesn't sit well with me. Like, I can't honestly believe that you would do this to me. And I was like, what are you going to do when my sister finds out? Do you have a plan for that? What are you going to do when all of our friends find out? I mean, just run me through what you think is going to happen here because I'm lost. She just kept resorting back to that. Well, I just feel it in my bones. And I'm like, well, then go get them checked. Because something's up, girlfriend. Something's leached into them. Was she at all trying to justify it? Did she just feel like, well, everyone will accept it at some point? Do you know the strange thing is? No. Like she pretty much admittedly said she knew it was going to cause a huge problem between she and I. She knew it was fucked up. She admitted 
to it. You know, she said something along the lines of like, I know that this isn't right, but I can't stop myself kind of thing. And I'm like, okay. And another thing she had said is, I don't ever do anything for myself. And like, I just have to do something for myself. And I was like, I have been watching you do things for yourself for the past two years. I've kept my mouth shut. I have not judged you. I've supported you. So no, you're not doing something for yourself. You are just repeating the pattern of what I've always seen you do. But now you're going to get my family involved. I think at one point I even told her that I felt like I was talking to a 15 year old girl that was trying to justify dating like the local rapper. That's way too old for her. I'm like, this just doesn't even sound like you. But daddy, I know him. (laughs) I'm like, you don't even know him. You are throwing away 15 years of friendship with somebody who held you in such very high regard for a man that can't remember to turn a light off when he leaves a room. When you got that text and when you got on that phone call with your brother-in-law, did you at all tell your sister or were you like, I need to keep this from her? No. Even when I had inclinations, she was so fragile at the time. I'm like, I'm not even going to mention this to her. I'm just going to try to handle it. Make sure it never even gets on her radar was kind of what I was going for. The last words he and I spoke to each other was that fuck you and fuck you too. I've never talked to him again. I've never talked to either of them again. And I just kind of told her, I'm like, well, good luck to you. I hope it's everything you've ever wanted. Truly at this point, because what a risk to take. You're putting it all on the line. So believe me when I tell you, I really hope this works out for you. And she didn't take that very well and kind of started to like, I don't want to say cop an attitude, but get very defensive, which I understand. Hey, she's trying to ride for her man. On some level, she probably knew that you were right. And she's like, well, I really honestly, like genuinely do hope it works out because otherwise we're screwed. From what you can tell, like, has it worked out? (laughs) I mean, are they still together? Uh, Yeah. Yep, they are. To my knowledge, have moved in together. I mean, I hear little things here and there would lead me to believe it's all not roses and candies like maybe she thought it was going to be because these are two flawed people who are going through a lot. You can't expect magic out of that. They hard launched on socials like a couple of months ago. I got a flurry of screenshots of that because I hadn't really said anything aside from my like close friends group, obviously. I responded to a couple of them and was basically like, it's exactly what it looks like. There's a reason you haven't seen her pop up on my feed in a long time. There's that. (laughs) I'm wondering if you have ever reached out to her ex-husband. Well, I'm assuming he's her ex-husband now. Have you guys commiserated on this at all? We have because of course this first happened like the night of. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to call him and tell him everything she's done. And then I was like, no. But then I get a call from him and he's like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. We're staying separated. And I was like, I need to tell you something. (laughs) And I was like, I have not talked to her in six weeks. I don't have any desire to talk to her in the future. And that's kind of where we stand. And so he takes a little bit of a pause and then he goes, does this have anything to do with Seth? And I said, yes, it does. And he was like, so you don't have to get into it. I'm not expecting you to sell her out. But am I wrong in thinking that they had something going on that she has been untruthful about? And I said, you are not wrong. And whatever you're thinking is going on is probably true. And we just kind of left it at that. And he said, I've had some suspicions. I've heard a couple of things. So I just felt crazy because I've been put in this position where we bought this house together and then we close on it. And she tells me I can't move in. You know, we're trying to go to couples canceling, but it wasn't until after we closed on that house that all of a sudden I'm just expected to just kind of fall by the wayside. That's when we got into a little bit deeper of a conversation 
conversation and I was like, look, from my understanding, this has been going on for several months. They both lied to me about it. They made no mention of anything until this specific date. This is what I know. This was the conversation and I haven't heard from either of them. To your knowledge, because you guys were besties, did you think that their marriage was that much on the rocks or do you think really the breaking point was she saw an opportunity with your brother-in-law and she wanted to go for it? They got together when she was really young. So she had expressed to me that maybe she felt like there was something else out there or, you know, she could be single and whatever, but she had never fully come out and said, I want a divorce. In the back of my mind, I kind of knew where her head was at. Obviously, it wasn't a set in stone thing. Basically, from kind of what I'm gathering from all of that is she saw your brother-in-law as an opportunity to experience that something more. Absolutely. That's even something that I said to her. I was like, hey, props to you for seizing the opportunity because clearly this is, you know, been on your mind for a while for sure. And for your brother-in-law, do you think he just missed the connection of having a romance in his life? Like, what do you think his justification? So he's somebody that needs help managing their life, kind of needs to have a girl around and be helping him with things. So I think for him, it was, oh, somebody likes me. Somebody's interested in me. I think that's what it was for him. And in talking to my sister too, it kind of sounds like he's just somebody that needs to have somebody, especially with two little kids. Why wouldn't he want to move somebody right in to have the help? Yeah. I mean, how has this affected your nieces and nephews? It makes me sick, honestly, that they live with her and she's somewhat of a parental figure now, knowing what I know. They're hanging in there. They're the sweetest little kids in the world. But I've definitely noticed a change, some different little things. Like, I think it's taken a toll on them. And how could it not? This is like something you can't totally escape. You're probably going to have some kind of interaction with these people at some point, I'm assuming. How do you Mm -hmm. think you're going to handle that? You know, I thought about that a lot (laughs) because my niece is getting to the age where she's going to start playing sports. Over my dead body, am I going to miss out on their lives because of this? I'm always going to be there for them. But it definitely puts some strain because she has inserted herself in every single facet of his life. I know we're going to run into each other. I thought a lot about how I want to approach it because I don't know that I'd have the capability of just pretending she's not there. If I'm in your situation, I'm thinking we're going to be at Thanksgiving one year and someone's going to have one, two many glasses of wine and we're gonna be flipping tables. My mother, the matriarch of the family, has made it very clear that she is never welcome near our home again and she is not to be involved in anything that we're doing as a family. I don't think we'll ever run into those kind of instances per se. I think it'll kind of all be in passing just at activities. Everyone can keep their cool. We're not some like aggressive, abusive family, but the desire certainly is there to go up to her and say, say something that I shouldn't. It'll be kind of one of those things where I'll probably just have to suck it up and do the hi. I don't know what else to do. It certainly have different plans. The big thing lately has been he's mad at my mom and I because we are not being accepting of her into his life and my niece and nephew's life and that we are oppositional and not supportive of it. And I'm like, well, why the fuck would we be? Especially when you gave a forewarning of like, hey, like this isn't okay. 
day. My sister is like, when you got up on that altar, you said for better or for worse. And here's worse. And clearly the vow didn't apply to that. And so I think you have every yeah. right to be a little upset about, I mean, not a little upset. I think you have every right to be a lot upset about that and to set a boundary with this new relationship. And that's kind of my sister's whole take on it. They did say those vows. Her thing is, I said those vows and I meant it is what she always says. And that's not to excuse some of the things that she did when she was in her psychosis or whatever it was happening. She did some stuff that was interesting. It was pretty clear that he saw the first little sign of that and was like, okay, I'm not going to want to deal with that my whole life. To a degree, like I understand that. It's very complicated. It's not fun, you know, to deal with something like that. But I think he definitely looked at it as his way out for sure. Well, how is your sister doing? Because now not only are you in your worst state of mind, but you also have been abandoned by your husband that you thought you would have forever. Right. So she really has impressed me because there was a lot of nights where I would sit there and think she's never going to come out of this. She's always going to be in and out of mental hospitals, dealing with these things that are so far over my head. So there's a lot of like isolating nights like that. She has impressed me so much. She's stayed on her medications that keep her super leveled out. So she got her master's degree when all of this was going down. She's back finishing up her internship. She wants to be a therapist and she is doing well. And I would say that my relationship with her is the best I think it's ever been as adults, just because, you know, we went through this time where like we kind of had to be brutally honest with each other over everything that had happened because how it actually went down was he ended up telling my sister that they were in a relationship. And that was something that I struggled with in talks with my mom and a couple of my girlfriends is like, do I tell my sister that this is going on? I want to. Of course, I want to call her right now and tell her. I don't know how this is going to affect her. And then also, this is terrible news that I don't know that it's my responsibility to deliver. So eventually I decided on like, let's just wait it out and see. He ended up telling her and she took it. She took it so well. A very classy approach. I'm not thrilled about this. Interesting choice, but life goes on kind of thing. And I think she's definitely had some conflicting opinions as time goes on because as people do, the selfish decisions did not stop at getting in a relationship. She's felt like because she had this huge mental health crisis that it affected her authority as a co-parent. I'm hoping that at some point maybe they can kind of make some amends to their situation, but that's up to them. Yeah, She's doing great though. I've been kind of happy to have my sister back, especially when, you know, there were times where she was not somebody that I called or confided in or anything and that it feels very different now. Kind of a nice silver lining to this entire thing. I mean, of course, I wouldn't ever wish for somebody to go through this, but at least something good has come from it. You guys have a stronger relationship. What other things have really helped you get through this challenging new family dynamic? I mean, nothing can prepare you for that type of betrayal. It is unlike anything I've ever experienced because it just tears everybody apart and it kind of makes everybody take sides. I don't know that I have any great advice other than just eventually realizing it's not about you. When people make those decisions, when people choose to lie to you about something, when people choose to deceive you, it has virtually nothing to do with you. Because there was definitely a lot of days where I was like, woe is me. And I still feel like that. I think to anybody that's going through that type of devastation, reassignment in their family is just separating yourself from those feelings to make better decisions. 
what I mean by that is, of course, I want to get in her face. My niece and nephew will always be more important than that. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that you went through that, even though, you know, some good things have come out of it. But this is still you're I still kind of feel like you're in the trenches of a really shitty situation. So our thoughts and prayers and we going out to you, girlfriend. Thanks. Is there anything else you would like for us to know or just any words of wisdoms or just maybe a fuck you to your <laughs> to your brother? <laughs> Here's maybe the one little thing that I'll say when you are going through something, a situation, and maybe you are in the position where you're the catalyst and maybe you haven't made a great decision and you've hurt some people. It is wise to at least have the respect of letting everybody else move on in a way that is comfortable for them and shows them at least a minimal amount of respect because people are going to make mistakes, right? That's just one thing that's guaranteed in life. And if you are somebody that sort of cycles in this pattern of hurting people, I mean, one, get out of it, but two, you don't have to carry on in such a way that continues to hurt other people. Transition out of that at some point. Tune in on Thursday to hear me, coworker Justin and Lexi break down our friendship breakups and also break down the episode and give our hilarious commentary, which I know you look forward to every week. Also, next Tuesday's episode is gonna be so good. Full transparency, I'm recording the episode today. So if something falls through, don't come at me, but it is gonna be a story about somebody who dated their step-sibling. Also, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, next week's breakdown bonus is gonna be our special Taylor Swift Midnight's episode, where I'm gonna be playing your Spotify audio clips, your DMs, wherever you submit them. Your responses to what Taylor Swift breakup song do you relate to the most and why? Like, what's the story behind it? Why does that song resonate with you? I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.